The Isle of Man celebrates Victory in Europe Day, 1945. Brought to you by Manx National Heritage and Labyrinth History in Action Players. Programme 1. Announcing the news. Yesterday morning at 2.41 a.m. at General Eisenhower's headquarters, General Jodl, the representative of the German High Command and of Grand Admiral Dönitz, the designated head of the German state, signed the act of unconditional surrender of all German land, sea, and air forces in Europe to the Allied Expeditionary Forces and simultaneously to the Soviet High Command. The German war is therefore at an end. We may allow ourselves a brief period of rejoicing. Today is Victory in Europe Day. The Isle of Man Times, Tuesday, 8th of May, 1945. Today is VE Day. It is the day on which victory in Europe is ours. And what a victory! Complete and absolute, unconditional surrender. This day marks the end of the war in Europe, the day for which we have waited for five and a half bitter years. The most stupendous drama the world has ever witnessed moved to its climax with breathtaking swiftness. So today, celebrate, and then back to work on Thursday until our last foe, Japan, is crushed also. Down in Douglas this morning, the shopping streets began to fill at an early hour. Not with holiday makers, but with housewives replenishing food stocks. Fears of a bread shortage spread through the gathering crowds, but these were quickly dispelled as the bakers opened up with good supplies. Butchers were also able to meet demand, so far as the goods would extend. Many of the food shop queues cleared as quickly as they had formed. To the delight of all school children, schools closed both Tuesday and Wednesday. And finally, we understand that no extension of hours is to be granted to licensed premises in Douglas in connection with the Victory Holiday. Lady Rose Granville, wife to His Excellency Lieutenant Governor Earl Granville. The end of the war in Europe will bring the most profound feelings of relief and gratitude to the heart of every woman on this island. Our prayers and thoughts are with those who have lost their loved ones and also with those gallant men who have lost their health or limbs for the great cause of freedom and have saved us from the unbelievable horrors of being an enslaved nation. All of us who remained at home are now faced with the task of seeing that the great sacrifice of our men shall not have been in vain. Mr J. D. Quattro, Speaker of the House of Keys. Not many of us imagined in 1939 the appalling magnitude 
of the struggle that lay ahead. There have been days since then when it seemed that there was little left to us except the will that said, hold on. But we have held on through the darkest days. Backed by the steadfast efforts of men and women in every rank of life, our fighting services, by their skill and fortitude, have saved this land and the cause for which they took up arms. The victory enables us to breathe freely again and to organise our energies for the building of a better way of life. And the evil things that threatened us have been utterly destroyed. came as a surprise. I mean, well, I had, of course, heard Mr Church on the wireless. We all had. But, well, I don't know. It still came as a surprise. A wonderful, wonderful surprise. Anyhow, before you knew it, next thing, pandemonium. There was the blare of ship sirens, church bells, and we hadn't heard them for six years. People cheering and clapping. You couldn't hear yourself think. All of us from our street, off we all went. A raggle-taggle crocodile of folk down into Douglas Town to join in with the revelry. It was as if the carnival had arrived. All along Strand Street there were naval men and soldiers parading with their caps back to front, all smiles and laughing and dancing and singing along to accordions and drums. What a racket! At one point I lost sight of children. Where were they? Only queuing for ice cream now. That did make it a red letter day. We hadn't seen ice cream being sold since 39. It was a long day, but I was glad we stayed until nightfall. You would have missed the fireworks otherwise. Fireworks popping off all over the place. The sky's on fire. Everyone joyous and very, very happy. Man celebrates Victory in Europe Day 1945. Brought to you by Manx National Heritage and Labyrinth History and Action Players. Programme 2 Celebrating VE Day. Yesterday morning at 2.41 am at General Eisenhower's headquarters, General Jodl, the representative of the German High Command, and of Grand Admiral Dönitz, the designated head of the German state, signed the act of unconditional surrender of all German land, sea, and air forces in Europe to the Allied Expeditionary Forces and simultaneously to the Soviet High Command. The German war is therefore at an end. We may allow ourselves a brief period of rejoicing. Today is Victory in Europe Day. The Peel City Guardian, Saturday, 12th of May, 1945. The celebration in Peel 
as it should be, seeing that the first stage only has yet been accomplished, was of a quiet character. There was a very good show of flags and bunting. A few sections of the boys and some girls were busy collecting material for bonfires. Owing to the restrictions still being in force, these fires had to be burned during daylight, which of course took away from the effect. With so many away in the forces, people generally were not in the mood for mad jollification, yet they did not lose sight of the magnitude of what had already been accomplished. The main feature of the day was a united service in the parish church, which attracted a large congregation. The service was of a most impressive character. Well, Mr Tiddles, what a day, a marvellous day, to think the war is over and there is peace. Such excitement around Ramsey Town. Everyone out and so happy. I saw Mrs Caller while I was out at the fishmongers getting your tea. Douglas, her youngest, is home after being held in a prisoner of war camp for over four years. She has more than most to celebrate. She'd already lost two of her boys in the Great War. I know, I am late with your tea, but it's a special day. I wanted to give thanks, so I went to church. Yes, I know, it's not Sunday. Reverend Gimlet was in good form. Sermon not too long, but suited the occasion, and then there were hymns. I was surprised when they sang recessional. I only know it as a poem. Such a favourite of my dad's. It felt right for the day, lest we forget. God of our fathers known of old, Lord of our far-flung battle line, beneath whose awful hand we hold, dominion over palm and pine, Lord God of hosts, be with us yet, lest we forget, lest we forget. Isle of Man Examiner, Friday, 11th of May, 1945. Tuesday was truly a day for great rejoicing in the Isle of Man. There was pandemonium for a little while in Douglas, when the sounding of the last all clear from the sirens vied with the blare of ships' sirens and the pealing of church bells. Naval men were in great force and provided great fun with their antics, and the army paraded with great coats and caps back to front, complete with accordion and drums. Long queues formed for ice cream, the making of which had just been permitted by revocation of the control order. It was sheer bedlam going through Strand Street during the evening, with fireworks popping off all over the place. Many bonfires were built, the largest being on the Tar Patch opposite Nobles Hall, an effigy of Hitler taking the place of the guy. 
Night on the promenade saw a lovely display of fireworks provided by the services. The band of the Royal Naval School of Music played opposite the Villa Marina. In the morning, the Salvation Army band played at the Jubilee Clock in the afternoon and the Douglas Brass Band did their share later by the villa. Welcome listeners to this edition of the Kitchen Front Radio Broadcast. Today I thought we would concentrate on how to make the most of our rations with the victory celebrations. The bakers of Douglas are continuing to work through the celebrations. So, a staple of the party spread is the sandwich, which will need a tasty filling. Let us start then with mock crab. Melt half an ounce of margarine in a sweet Merriment and celebration overspilled to virtually all the streets in Douglas. I've heard tell that in Hillside Avenue they had a barrel organ and games with prizes. I didn't get the chance to see that because we here in Chester Street were too busy organising our own street party. Once we'd heard Mr Church on the wireless, we set about preparing the food and carrying outside all manner of tables and chairs. There was bunting strung up across the street and homemade decorations attached to lamp posts and gates. Of course, food was rationed, that went on for some years, but we were used to it, so the other ladies and I were happy to pool our resources so that the whole street got properly fed with pies and flans and butties and fancies made from prized ingredients saved for a special occasion. The weather was kind to us and we were able to stay out until the evening. The children enjoying the festivities and the rare treat of a late bedtime. We danced and sang by lamplight and fell into our beds exhausted, but elated by the prospect of peaceful new beginnings. celebrates Victory in Europe Day 1945, brought to you by Manx National Heritage and Labyrinth History in Action Players. Programme 3, Giving Thanks and Soldiers' Stories. Yesterday morning, at 2.41 a.m. at General Eisenhower's headquarters, General Jodl, the representative of the German High Command and of Grand Admiral Dönitz, the designated head of the German state, signed the act of unconditional surrender of all German land, sea and air forces in Europe to the Allied Expeditionary Forces and simultaneously to the Soviet High Command. The German war is therefore at an end. We may allow ourselves a brief period of rejoicing. Today is Victory in Europe Day. Deemster Cowley, 
Chairman of the War Committee of Tinwald. I gladly accede to your request to send a message to Manx men and women everywhere on this occasion of universal thanksgiving and relief on VE Day. To our gallant sailors, soldiers and airmen, and to the members of the Merchant Navy, our hearts go out in gratitude at this hour. And words cannot express what we feel as we think of their hardships and privations, especially those of our returning prisoners of war, and the debt which we owe to those who have given their lives that others may live. Our feelings of gratitude and our sense of relief will be tempered by the thought of those whose anxieties for loved ones in far distant lands, still facing the perils of war, must remain uppermost in their minds. The post has been. Darling, the post. There's a letter. I think it's from Robert. Will you open it for me? My hands are shaking. Open it. Quickly. Why are you crying? Would you like me to read it? Dear Mum and Dad, It's a great relief now that the end has come. We've been looking forward to this for so long and it seems to have come suddenly. You only have to look at the Jerrys on their way to the prisoner cages. You can see that the war is really finished here. They are completely beaten. All arrogance gone. You might be wondering how us desert rats are going to celebrate. Well, our biggest treat will be a double issue of rum, and that will do, for there is still work for us. We must stick to the job until demob day comes. It's hard to celebrate so far from loved ones and home. But soon, I feel certain we will forget the bad times. And I should be thinking of you all on Sunday, at Thanksgiving. Comradeship has carried us to victory. Your loving son, Robert. The Ramsey Courier, Friday the 11th of May, 1945. The hour of triumph, the island's share. And in the triumph, our little island has its share. When the part taken by the Isle of Man in the war is fully revealed, we believe it will be worthy of this loyal and patriotic corner of the empire. It has had the proud honour of raising its own Manx regiment, which right up to the closing stages of hostilities has continued to bring credit and distinction on the island. And in addition, thousands of young men and women from Manx homes have taken their place in the Navy, the Army, the Air Force and the Auxiliary Services. Thousands of young men and women from Manx homes return, 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 return. Isle of Man Examiner, Friday 11th of May 1945. One of the first passengers of the steamer at Douglas on VE Day Eve was a young soldier home on leave from Burma. Private Morris Tate of the Coronie, Mackle. He has been in the Far East about two years and after his leave will return to duty in Burma. Mona's Herald, Tuesday the 15th of May 1945.
flags and glad hearts. Celebrations continue as each passenger steamer arriving at Douglas Pier brings home more Manx men from German prison camps. Yesterday came the largest single group of 129th Battery men captured in the Battle of Crete. Mona's Herald, Tuesday 15th of May 1945 Leading seaman Douglas Corlett of Niroka, Victoria Road, Ramsey and flying officer J.E. Clegg of Bayview Road, Port Erin arrived home on VE Day. Leading seaman Corlett has been a prisoner of war for four and a half years and has had a tough time. Isle of Man Times, Saturday 26th of May 1945 Signalman Bernard Aspel, son of Mr and Mrs W Aspel, 7 Hawarden Avenue, Douglas, is home after service lasting five years. He has served in Abyssinia, the Sudan and Eritrea, in Palestine and Egypt, in Cyprus and in Italy. He missed the visit to the island of Mr Winston Churchill as he was on a mountain outpost when the Prime Minister arrived. The date of his landing in Britain was VE Day. You, that have faith to look with fearless eyes beyond the tragedy of a world at strife, and trust out of night shall rise the dawn of ampler life. Rejoice! Whatever anguish rend your heart that God has given you for a priceless dower to live in these great times and have your part in freedom's crowning hour. That you may tell your sons who see the light high in the heaven their heritage to take. I saw the powers of darkness put to flight. I saw the morning break. Victory. Victory! 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 Victory!